and just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, Stephanie, you. You just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. show with the kings of pro wrestling podcast this is episode 130 i am justin here with meals we are back i was i was gonna ask you what's up and, and uh, you went a long rant about it last week so i was just like how do i yeah <laughs> like, I, I don't know what's up you're just you know for life this is life <laughs> so i don't know what to say anymore um we've been doing the show for weeks in this format I actually we've been doing the show in years for this format but just none of these starting uh situations but still i mean we're here we're doing our damn thing um just you know life is uh taking some interesting turns as of late uh but yeah i mean we're all we're all adapting as always that's all i can say bigly adapting uh you know as we are stepping into another week of quarantine i hope you guys are all being safe and staying safe and and trying not to go crazy it was it was a crazy uh weekend we had easter of course uh, my birthday was on Thursday, Meals. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. It rained all day, which, of course, doesn't matter because we didn't go outside. But, um, right. you know, I, I had a, a great spread of Filipino food, which was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. had, had a cake made for me because, you know, we couldn't actually go to Baker's because they're not, you know, they're not doing anything right now out here either. Um I, I played Final Fantasy VII Remake a lot, which I'm having a blast with. I'm taking it very slowly. And I, uh, I played a lot of Animal Crossing. So, I mean, I had a pretty pretty damn good birthday. Well, listen, you know, I don't know what to say. I can't relate. Uh, my birthday's in February before all this madness happened. So, um, hopefully by next February, we won't be in the same situation where, we'll, <laughs> where I'll be trying to figure out what the hell to do with my birthday, even though I don't do anything anyway. Um, uh, we got a lot of news this week about uh not only wwe in florida but but also uh brawl for all let's let's talk about that first before we get into okay the, let's talk about brawl for all uh we got, week, there was an episode yeah go uh, ahead you know what let me let me talk about this let me talk about this because uh okay i was very interested in this so last week of course um the dark side of the ring uh new episode as they dropping every Tuesday night, apparently, but new episode centered around the brawl for all, which to me, initially, in terms of watching this, I was just like, brawl for all? Really? Like, this is what we're uh, making it? Because a lot of their episodes are just very dark about, like, you know, you talk about the fabulous Moolah. I actually binge watch a lot of their season. I know you did too. You yeah, binge watch quite a bit of a um, of it, and I did it right after you did. And I watched the fabulous Moolah one. I watched Montreal Screw Job. I watched New Jack, which was terrifying. Um, <laughs> did you watch the Macho Man one? I did watch the Macho Man one. That was sad. That Super one was sad. sad. That, Super sad. That one was that one was like a heartbreaking story. Honestly, I I watched all of them. Yeah, once again, New Jack one was terrifying. Seeing people getting stabbed in the ring, not my type type of tea. I think that's Cyrus time or something. But <laughs> I, th- it's a uh, watching Brawl for All and kind of like, okay, what came up with the idea? I think it was generally the episode wasn't as dark. I mean, the worst thing is that someone kind of got out of a job. I really or the the I guess it was more so the CTE Open Invitational Tournament. <laughs> 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 I I optioned I actually optioned the Cyrus that we watched this or someone on on, on uh, Twitter optioned that we watch this for spot callers and I think that's something that we're probably going to look into doing because it is it is fascinating mm-hmm. to, to talk about that and and, and kind of uh, see it in person because I think honestly and I, and I think I told you this too when this when these segments came up on Raw I turned to Nitro I wasn't into it when I was a kid. 
I never, I think this was legitimately right before I started watching WWE full time. There had been periods where I've definitely watched WWE before 1999, maybe 1998 or so. Um, but largely, once again, I was into Nitro as well. Um, just because the NWO was kind of everywhere and doing everything at the same time. They had Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone doing the damn thing. So I was definitely tuned in. Um, but in terms of Brawl for All, I kind of watched it on my rewatch of the network as the network was growing maybe 2015 2016 and i was just like i'm just gonna binge every raw ever um i watched it and i was like what the hell was the inspiration for this and this and this whole you know dark side of the ring episode kind of talks about it and it ends up being more of like a blame game on like whose terrible idea was this as opposed to like why did this even exist um because you had the players involved and let's talk about the players involved because we had vince russo oh lord we had jim Cornette, and we had jim ross and i was just like i don't even know which direction the cap is coming from at this point (laughs) well it's a lot of cap and i and i feel like to be honest with you like this is my greatest issue with dark side of the ring is that they feature these two a lot and a a lot of this Mm -hmm. show is is I wouldn't say it's like a hit piece on the WWF, WWE, like, cause a lot of history happens around this company, but like, it's these two going at each other. It happens in the Montreal Screwjob episode too. It happens again here on the Brawl for All episode where it's, it's Cornette and Russo pick, bickering back and forth through talking head segments at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very weird. Like I'm not necessarily a Vince Russo fan and not necessarily a Cornette fan. I, I actually hate that Cornette is such an asshole and such a a like you know i, I can't I, bigoted and in and, and such like yeah. a lightning rod for controversy because he actually is quite funny but he's just i just know you know what type of guy he is but it's like that was my major thing that took me out of this episode between that uh again jim ross like i, I feel like a lot of a wrestling you can't frame these types of shows with these characters, I mean, it's said the same thing with, with, with the Benoit episode. Cause they all have ulterior motives. Yeah. I think it's, there's a lot of ego involved in wrestling. And as much as there is in the ring, there is behind the scenes, which is kind of like what was on full display on this episode, because these guys are legitimately like, and this was my idea because I wanted to see JBL get punched in the face. And this is why I did the entire thing. And then you have Jim Cornette on the other side, like, oh, this guy doesn't care about the sanctity of wrestling. And if I could see him today, I would punch him in the face and keep punching him over and over. And I'd happily die. No one could go to his grave. And, then, and you have all these egos. So you have all these egos that are being fed by wrestling fans and wrestling lore and people wanting to know a lot more about this information that they're kind of like, I guess they're the truth sayers, they're the storytellers, all these type of things. So they have all these information and their ego kind of feeds so much on it. So now not only are they just telling the story, but they're grandstanding. They're like, they're they're taking it over the top. They're telling all these stories about this and that and doing this. And I wanted to see JBL this way. And I just want, you know, and now it becomes sort of this overblown, you know, as what would be initially a terrible decision. Like this, in terms of the entire thing, you have a terrible decision now becomes like this back and forth between Cornette and Russo. And then there's they also like wedged in this story about draws, right? Who this is the first time I've seen him in quite some time. Well, um, very different, very different guy. And again, the the actual uh documentary or this episode of Dark Side of the Ring takes you through all of Brawl for All and, and all the players. I think they managed to get damn near everyone minus like Savio Vega. <laughs> Yeah, like they they got everyone pretty much, you know, all the major players there that can speak to. I think everyone who's not like a active WWE Hall of Fame contract, WWE. like, yeah. was able to be on it. But um, you know, I I thought it was super interesting from that standpoint. And like Mills, like you said, yeah. the draw the draws part was like it was heartbreaking because he looks so different. And I understand, yes, he is older. I, I understand, yes, you know, he hasn't been able to move. But but like, it's it's so crazy to see what something you know that goes wrong in the ring can can alter your whole life and and, and your whole path right and and this is kind of what i feel like well i feel like what the brawl brawl was trying to say even though they kind of like it became more of a personality thing um there were just so much the 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 incident with draws i 
did my phone on do not disturb i didn't find out until like legitimately like way after the fact because i do remember being like oh i remember this guy and I'm like whoa that happened didn't yeah. realize it until like maybe like 2005 when i got a internet message boards um but i was like whoa that happened like it's really i mean that side i i know they probably couldn't do an entire episode about it because it's kind of like it's this thing that happened. He got in, you know, he was puke. Yeah, puke. Like, and that entire thing, which was crazy to see. I've never saw, seen that clip in my life. Um, you ever seen Beyond the Mat? Mm, I don't think so. Or I don't remember it. It's on Netflix. It was like, go watch Beyond the Mat. I, I, think, I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember it. There's a lot of things I've seen once. Uh, but that was crazy just in general and seeing, you know, but I think overall, I mean, yes, it was a terrible idea. Bro for all was a terrible idea. Uh, everyone's, there's a lot of, uh, careers that could have been compromised by this. Um, the only one that was truly compromised was the winner <laughs> because yeah. apparently people did not want him to win. People wanted Dr. Death, Steve Williams to come out. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> well, that was my issue too. It was that I feel like Jr. was still being a little bit self-righteous and uh, disingenuous about his relationship with Dr. Death and how far he was really going to go. But it also kind of steeps in the question of like, was Jr. you know, being the guy in talent relations at the time, was he going to make sure Dr. Death was the guy, you know, like what was he going right. to slot him in that position if, if he hadn't have gotten injured? And, you know, it, it was a tough break for him, so to speak, uh, during the brawl for all when he went up against Bart Gunn. But at the end of the day, like he it's it's almost, we're going 20 years, 20 plus years on this. And he's still very mad about it. And uh, that, that seeps through in this in this documentary as well. And I think, you know, there has to be someone that's telling the truth about these things. And, I, I admire and, and appreciate Jr. being there for these stories, and, and I wonder how he's going to talk about the Owen Hart one in, in episodes to come. Uh, I believe that's going to mm-hmm. be the season finale, finale of this season. But I, I also kind of question when his best interests were, were in mind or at heart at that time, will he actually tell the truth too? Yeah, no, you got to – I mean, this was, to me has always been the – I don't say the issue with the wrestling business, but – they're never when people tell a story, there never seems to be like one actual side in terms of what happened. It's always multiple things and how everyone perceives it as opposed to kind of like the solid truth of like this is the thing that occurred. Because you'll have like we'll have so many stories. We'll listen to punk on a podcast five years, six years ago, tell this entire story, and then we'll kind of find out like these things are kind of like overblown just based on like passion that he had and like the ego that he felt and like how his relation in terms of everybody else and how, you know, all these other different things. So it's just, you know, just interesting storytelling. I'm yeah. I'm liking Dark Side of the Ring though. I think it's a it's a show that's necessary to continue to prove that like there first of all, beyond that there are like terrible things that happen in professional wrestling, which is awful like, things. One of the things. The amount there... of deaths the amount of deaths alone in these episodes is like heartbreaking and, and wrenching because right. a lot of people these days are not like that. Like, you know, people make jokes that, Oh, all these people do in the backstage is play video games. I'm glad, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm very glad that they're all they're doing is going on Twitch and playing video games. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. 100% because what everyone else was doing back in the day, I mean, it's just, wow. Like yeah. that's all I can say. That's Pretty, all I can say crazy shit um so speaking of crazy shit something else happened uh wrestling twitter after dark <laughs> wrestling twitter can we just a quick that's a that's a, that's a that's a that's a future that's a future dark side of the ring episode waiting to happen. just a quick just a quick thing here y'all talking about y'all talking about fighting Y'all talking about running up on people, but then you on wrestling Twitter after dark with your shirt off, showing off your <laughs> chest, dropping the OnlyFans link, all that shit. Come on, man. What 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 are y'all? What kind of breed is y'all, man? This is day thirty-two. I'm just like, did it, is this what? Is this the human? Uh, is this how humans adapt to quarantine? <laughs> like suddenly, like now everyone's horny. People, like this is how like, it happened. People was like, "Y'all horny." I'm like, "This horny? 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, nah, this is we couldn't have gone this far. This yeah, is ridiculous. Like, how did we get this far? Put the clothes back on, please. This where did where the wrestling tees, bro? Like, this not. I boring. might, yeah, I might rather, I might rather the takes than what's going on here. As you threaten me, threaten, threaten me again or something. <laughs> Just threaten me. I would rather you do that than what the hell y'all was doing last night with wrestling Twitter after dark. But I mean, another dark thing that happened last week was uh, okay. Ronda, All right. Ronda, Ronda Rousey's comments on uh, the WWE fans and why she wasn't going to be coming back. Uh, she went on record saying that WWE fans were very ungrateful to her uh, and, and all the things that she did during her year run in the company uh, nearly two years ago. And that, uh, you know, she's not coming back. She, she would rather stay at home with her family and people that appreciate her. Of course, you know, as with everything, and we're going to get to this as well in our next story, wrestling Twitter blew the hell up. You had Nia Jax on mm-hmm. one end being shady. You had uh, Alexa Bliss not appreciating these comments. Um, you had, I think, Mark Henry stepped in and said something about it. But everyone had an opinion. All this did was really rile up the people that, uh, whether it be Diva stands, Four Horsewomen stands, Women's Wrestling stands, who were just chomping at the bit to kind of take away the, le- not, I, I'll say like, not only the, the legitimacy that Ronda did bring as far as marketability of this, of this, you know, the women's division, which they needed at the time, but also just really what she contributed to in ring. Like I saw a lot of disrespectful comments to her, whether you like what she said or not. I think these were fake comments. I'm pretty sure Mills, you probably think so too. She, you can't deny what she brought to the, the I company. feel like, so I feel like there's a, there's an ounce of truth in these comments. And while the majority of it is like, okay, I get to work, but I do, think there's an ounce of truth in these comments because it doesn't here. Here's how I'll say it. There's no way, in my opinion, I've seen multiple people react. And it's not just wrestling fans. They're wrestlers themselves. And they're the women's locker room themselves. There's no way I can believe that Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Charlotte at one point, all these other, I mean, so many people can sort of react to the things that she says if they truly didn't believe that it was coming from a real place from um ronda rousey right because i've seen clips for days i've seen conversations for days so there's a part of me that believes there is some actual legitimate real tension especially for the fact that they're still out there doing their thing and she's at home but she got the cushy contract they would don't get me wrong they would love to start families as well they would love to be with their family they would love to be able to be afforded that opportunity but they're writing you chose to come to this world they didn't beg for you they didn't ask for you they're kind of okay with where you were in sports itself and what you represented, but you chose to come in this world and now you're, you know, doing, saying all these things in response to it. And I personally, if I were them, would take offense to it. Like you're throwing around the fake word, which is yes, wrestling predetermined fake. I mean, let's just say it wrestling at this point, it's not a real sport. Duh. It's entertainment. Duh. It's actually been entertainment since it started. (laughs) Duh. Newsflash. However, I think just in general, like you throwing around that word to incite a reaction from people might be, it's to me, it's like the cheapest heel heat that you can get. It's you throwing that. I think it's like so bottom, like there's creative ways if this is a work for people to hate you. There are ways you can show up. That's one thing, and they'll probably hate you. But there, are, this is so like low totem, bottom of the barrel, insulting the fans by, it, and also kind of insulting their attention and their intelligence because we watched you. Let's be real. Have to say you. Let's you be real. Around with them, like, they des- they deserve to be disrespected. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that people. Some of these ungrateful fans help... do do deserve to be disrespected. Oh yes, oh yes, they're super super ungrateful, and yes, they deserve to be respected and disrespected in one way or another. Or they don't deserve the respect as you're not giving them respect. You can only kind of reciprocate what you want from them. So, but I think just in general for her, it's so like bottom tier to me, in my opinion. It's cheap. I'm sure. Yeah, it's super cheapy, and it's not. The thing is, it's not even good cheap heat. That's what's the word. It's like. It's yes, you're you're calling wrestling fake. I was like, oh my god, yeah, but it's like 
make but, people but, hate you in a stronger way. Yeah, they already, <laughs> just, they already hate they already hate her. Um, you know, this is also uh, kind of it's like a work shoot thing that I think that Rhonda might have gone off of her own and did anyway without anyone kind of coaxing her to do it, which is even more funny. Because to me. Who, who's going to check her? Yeah, who's going yeah. to check her? To be honest with me, and it's stupid. I think she's trying to keep up her story her storyline while she waits like people are, are speculating oh she's not coming back i'm like this is more proof that she absolutely is she's just trying to stay hot she 100 is yeah, yeah she is. because she's not around but i i think that you know in the end it, it's it's something that people shouldn't be like so emotional like i can understand that the workers being upset absolutely mills but as somebody mm-hmm. at home what the fuck do you care you already know what this is you already know like Again, like people get it are getting so in their feelings about something that to me I looked at it and I was like, oh okay, and then I just kind of went about it. But it, like people were very getting very much in their feelings about this, and I'm like, listen guys, this was the character she was portraying before she left, before she beat mm-hmm. got beat by by Becky and Mania. Like this was what she was doing and saying. Remember she made that live stream or something where she was like going off like the week before Mania. Yeah. Like this yeah. is just a continuation of that. Like I don't understand what what's the purpose of still being upset about this is for. I'm I'm interested in kind of like I legitimately think everyone's reaction to this is their genuine real reaction to it. Um, now, I'm not talking about from the fans, but just from the from the workers. Who, yes, I think probably from the fans itself. But I, I'm in the same boat as you from a fan reaction to it. I'm truly not really pressed by it. I see it. I'm like, wow, that was kind of whack, in my opinion. I was just like, that's kind of whack. Like, you can get heat in a different way. Um, But other than that, like, I'm, I think it's part of the story. And I think Monday proved it even a little bit more often. Or maybe it's just, you know, Paul Heyman doing his thing. But I think, yeah, I think 100% Ronda's coming back at some point in the future. Um, It's going to set up for something major. Hopefully, or maybe it, it was maybe it was supposed to happen already, and because of the situation that we're in, it's just not happening. Who knows? Um, the story behind this is all very interesting. I think the story behind her signing her year wrestling, why she chose to kind of leave for a prolonged period of time, and when she's actually coming back, is an interesting story that I would love to hear one day. Um, I'm pretty sure WWE but- has cameras on her ranch already. Let's just be clear. Like yeah. the way they shot that edge thing, I was like, they've been like the edge thing started as something and ended as something else. Like how insane yeah. is that? Like, like they, I'm yeah. pretty sure they have cameras there. Yeah. 100%. Um, um, but speaking of, of more things that have people in their feelings this week, uh, you're the just WWE, killing it with the segues this week. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, I've, I've been practicing, bro. Uh, WWE, and and the governor of Florida, or the rather the government governor of Florida, has has uh, came out yesterday <laughs> and deemed the WWE as a uh, essential business or essential media, uh, and allowed them to continue to uh, film their shows live in Orlando at the PC. Of course, this comes that came hot on the news of WWE uh, announcing that they were going to go, or it was rather a rumor that was confirmed true to be on Monday uh, that the shows would stop being taped and go back to being live. Uh, that was kind of the precursor to that announcement that the governor said, uh, and people were upset about it. You got people digging up receipts on Linda McMahon. You got people digging up the, how much contribution she made and stuff like that. Can I? Can I? Can I read um, Governor DeSantis's uh, Santis? I don't know. Um, can I read a statement? Please. Um, he says, obviously WWE. There's no crowd, so it's a small number of people. We look at it on a case-by-case basis. We haven't had a huge amount of requests. A lot of this will be what we do look like in May rather than stuff we do now. One thing I do support is that we need to support content, especially sports and events. We're not going to have crowds there. I get that. If NASCAR does a race and can televise it, I think that's a good thing. I'd like to see Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson golf. That's social distance. I think people are starved for content. We haven't had new content since the middle of March. Mind you, it's the middle of April. Um, <laughs> if, if people are told <laughs> to stay closer to the house, it sure does have help to have fresh things to do. People are jumping at the bit. I think to be able to have the light at the end of the tunnel and see things get on a better course, I think from a psychological perspective, is a good thing. Um, first of all, there's nothing from this mayor that I've seen in regards to how he's been handling 
<laughs> the situation that has been promising, especially the early days of this thing, where he was just like, "We're gonna like kind of close, but not really." And I oh, he's smiling. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's wilding. Let me just say, he's wilding. But should we be punishing Vince and the and them for capitalizing on the fact that he's wilding? Absolutely not. No, I think WWE <laughs> made a case that they were essential or that they could continue to run operations in a safe place. And granted, I think this is at once again the discretion this discretion of a governor that I truly don't have faith in. So whatever this his discretion is, it's a little bit slighted. But I don't think it's ultimately their fault that they pitched it. It could have easily went somewhere. I think if they pitched us in New York, the governor Cuomo would have said like you are on crack yeah. if you think you're going to hold shows. Yes, you can have it in a controlled environment, but at the same time it looks terrible because we're looking at stopping a pandemic now and we don't even want people with each other or kind of even promoting that activity. Whereas the Florida governor is like, yo, Whatever. I haven't seen NBA <laughs> since middle of March, man. Y'all really complaining that we get in wrestling. I don't even know if he watches wrestling. He might be Mark. Who knows? It, it um, turned, it, it, but this, this really turned into something else. Well, right? I, I was, I was talking about this since the beginning of the thing, like the, the ethical, so is it truly ethical for them to still be continuing shows in the middle of a pandemic? Like, is it safe for the performers? Is it safe for them? And people have been reacting to this for quite some time, even before Mania. They were like, should Mania still go on? And people were like, oh, it should be postponed. It should be thing. But ultimately, they did it, and it turned out great. Um, but, con- you know, continue what you were saying in terms of the people's reaction to this. Yeah, the, the people's reaction has been, obviously, rabid. Uh, I mean, a lot more rabid than than usual. Uh, listen, of course, we all know that uh, it, it is definitely risky to be filming show live. But you know, I think WWE was covering their tracks or attempting to last week. I think really, like they announced literally last week that they are changing the ropes, changing the mats, uh, requiring talent to wear masks during you know between every working section that they do, uh, and and basically testing everyone that comes in while they do the show live. Uh, I think that's another thing that the mayor did say was that uh, they were taking all of the precautions to make sure that everyone was safe. And, you know, I, you know, that's something that we got to hold our, we got to hang our hats on to be like, Hey, if the right. performers are choosing to go, why are we mad at the governor? Any of this, like, if they don't want to go, we've, we've been, we've seen the reports from Meltzer and Satin and, and Sean and everyone they're not going to be punished if they don't go. But how come on every yeah. one of these shows, every one of these shows, the only people I see not there is Roman Reigns and all of the talent from Japan. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, that's kind of been my thing about this as well, right? Like, I don't know if WWE fans feel like WWE is forcing these people to do things, but you don't really have to do it, right? Like, I think your employer would understand that, okay, this is kind of a thing. Like, if you're essential service, you're essential service. I think now they have more of a reason to be like, okay, everyone is required to come in because the government has granted us, like, an essential thing. Mm-hmm. But I I think just in general, like, you don't think – I don't know if they don't believe that people from the WWE, especially superstars, are going to say, like, I don't want to compete in this sort of, like, situation um i don't want to do things in this sort of situation i don't feel like i should be there and have a appropriate response from you know management or one of the rather there are definitely people that we have not seen on the show there are yeah. people that who've not shown up they're not required for tapings if they are taping this which apparently they're doing like a maybe a, they're doing it like live-esque i guess i don't yeah. know um, uh, we, i don't really know the to the extent of how live the show was yeah, or, it doesn't uh, look like to be actually live it looks like maybe like taped earlier or something yeah like we we don't really know the schedule because again WWE is not releasing the schedule but again no. let's just keep it the brass tacks a lot of the people in the in those buildings that are performing don't give a shit like or, or yeah, like no. i i i'm sorry they would like, rather be wrestling. yeah they they'd rather be out like i i look at some of these people i i mean i follow rick Sharon on instagram this motherfucker's outside all the time Still, no mask. What am I supposed to say? What, 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 if he's going to choose to put his life in danger, what are, you know, he could definitely say no, right? Like, these people are saying no. 
why why can't we I mean, just get to the point where and this goes on both sides this goes on both sides like i'm not i'm not i'm holding both companies that are still doing shows at the flame here like because aw did months of content sure that's that's great that's awesome but when they come back in may and have to do it again are they going to get the same scrutiny as well because wwe deserves scrutiny right. and so does aew and in fact there was a mother who's a cody was in the, in, in the fucking ring Yo, yeah. we ain't about to be scared of I this think, shit. Like, what? No, I th- I think just in general, um, I think just overall, I think they're doing, I don't want to say they're doing the right thing. If I were WWE, I would probably, if I were in charge of things, I would probably be like, all right, let's cool down. Like, we may need to cool down. This isn't serious business, but if they're managing to operate a safe system and they're doing it safely and it's assurance from the talent themselves who are wrestling, we, I'm sure would rather wrestle because one of, a, a, you know, I talked to someone most recently who was just like, it actually hurts not wrestling <laughs> because, uh, their bodies are hurting and like all the adrenaline is worn off and all these other things like that. I mean, they're getting their rest and they're having fun time with their family, but at the same time, it's like they would probably prefer to be wrestling at this point. However, um, I think if WWE is taking the right precautions and they're doing the damn thing, who are kind of us to sort of, you know, step on that. They're doing the right thing. They're making sure all the precautions are taken. The WWE superstars themselves seem to be okay with whatever is going on. I think and, if they were conflicted, we'd be seeing a lot more different type of tweets than we do now. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. I was just about to say that you'd be seeing a lot of like tweet. Like, that's what they do now is like tweets. Like, listen, if mm-hmm. they don't want to go, they're not forcing them to go. They're not going to go. But from what the look, from the looks of Raw on Monday, it was a lot of them there. <laughs> and it was uh-huh. all working. So... You know what? What more can can we glean from this? What well, I'm not gonna look into. Listen, everyone's fucked up on both on 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 every on every angle from this. WWE's fucked up. Florida's fucked up. But also, you gotta look at this. The talent's fucked up too, because they they somebody was saying. I saw somebody say, "Bro, they need to, they need to stage a mass walkout." They're not gonna stage a mass walkout. They don't they don't care. They I think that I mean if they would have they could they they would have if they wanted to. But yeah. They're not going to. I I just feel like this isn't a this isn't a situation where WWE is forcing them to do something against their will. In my opinion, in my opinion, these people look com- complicit in terms of the things that are going on. Yeah. Um, and let's but, not forget that they announced that on uh, March 29th that they they found out that someone on their talent actually did have it. They haven't announced who it was or who it is, but they you know. Apparently they've gotten through it and that person's fine now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're so right. I, so I don't know. I get I get everyone I get everyone's hang up, but I think at this point whatever's happening is happening now. I think WWE superstars are to an extent complicit in terms of everything that's going on because they are performing every week. And I think we shouldn't necessarily shit on them or try to think their time as they're out here trying to put on the best show to entertain us through this time. I don't think uh, if, if there's anybody that should receive your hate, it's the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Yes. <laughs> <In my opinion. laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, it is his. And, and just the general, if I can go on my Eric Abris type of mode, the general United States government who has been doing a terrible job in handling the situation, including those fascist. That's a, that's a big Eric quote right there. Um, <laughs> I'll, tell I'll tell him you said that. Yes, yes, please. You know, you know, I support free Eric. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say. Yeah, that's that's really where I stand now. Uh, if if you want to get on us for watching wrestling, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to continue to watch it. And I think that everyone complaining is too. So there's that. We should we should talk about the wrestling that we watched this week. <laughs> yes, we are. We are. Um, <laughs> Friday night SmackDown last week. Uh, I didn't think it was terrible. It wasn't a terrible show. I thought it had some fun matches. No, I thought it was interesting based on like, I looked, you know, they apparently taped the Raw after WrestleMania before, well, whatever the set of tapings are or something along those lines. So everything that you kind of saw was like, yeah, WrestleMania happened. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> like all the in-ring action was like, 
They've been know, low key showing like you know how they do the stills. They've been showing yeah. whole ass sections from these matches from WrestleMania. Oh yeah, man. Listen, Fox get the content. Fox got three WWE twenty four is going tonight or like um, ruthless aggression docs. ESPN getting WrestleMania. WWE is just handing out content to shows. Like oh, you need content. Oh, we got Andreas. We actually create our own content and have our own performance center and actually do a lot of things that all these sports things don't actually do. What are the Let's see what the big takeaways are here. Um, because, we had, I mean, we had ahead. Braun. We had Braun uh, Nakamura. Uh, really quick, I, I think both champions were in action on on their respective shows this week, which, which was pretty cool. Uh, Braun faced yeah. Nakamura on a pretty solid, if not short, match, uh, which led to a Firefly Funhouse vignette. Yes, we are putting the Fiend back in the title contention. How do you feel about this? Especially if you think you're going to hot shot the belt right back to uh, to Bray. Um, I think the situation is, I'll say about everything in terms of like, okay, do I actually want to see the match itself? No, no, I don't <laughs> want to see any, I don't want any part of this ugly thing at all. I do think it's an interesting program because of both parties who are involved in their past relationships. Uh, Braun Strowman was once a disciple of Bray Wyatt and now is the champion. And now Bray Wyatt sees himself. He is the teacher having to pretty much having to, you know, slay his own disciple. But also Braun Strowman is a completely different person than when he was in the Wyatt family. So it creates a kind of interesting dynamic from there. In terms of whether I want to see Bray Wyatt get the title back. Oh, God. I feel like, you know, Bruce really loves uh, <laughs> Bruce really loves Bray. Uh you can tell. And yeah, he, he really loves Bray. And I think Braun itself. The thing is, Braun Strowman's a champion, but I don't think anyone really. It hasn't hit anyone. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even close. Like he's a champion. And I'm seeing him with the belt. And I'm like, but when is he going to lose it? <laughs> like, who's we're counting do the it? days. And, and honestly, yeah, we're kind of more so it, counting the days. When you think about it, Bray's the only one that can realistically, him and Roman are, are going to be the only ones doing it. And I mean, Roman has announced himself he's not coming back until all of this uh, COVID stuff is gone. So we're not going to be seeing Roman for the foreseeable future. He's, he's gone again. He's gone again. But um, what, yeah. what a weird career, what a weird career, you know, for him, like the stops and starts for Roman Reigns, right? Like, yeah, since he's begun stops and starts like i do you think this is gonna like hinder his hall of fame odds or like hinder the conversation around him as we go on because no no i i I, i'll say this i don't see anyone changing their mind about him if they didn't already hate him here's the thing you will never be able to roman reigns is I'll, i'll start off with this roman reigns is damn good so you can never doubt how good he is. He is one of the best that WWE has. He's great with timing. He's great at action. He's great with the things. But you'll never truly be able to kind of put him in that conversation, right? Like with the Cena's, with the Austin's, with the Rocks, with the Triple H's. You'll never be able to put this, put him in there, maybe because of these start and stops, quite honestly. This, these whole like, will we, won't we, is he the guy, is he not the guy? You know when someone's the guy. You know when someone is a person that you want to run with. Um, I think Braun Strowman, I mean, not sorry, Braun Strowman. Well, Braun Strowman is definitely not the guy. Um, But Roman Reigns himself, you kind of, you'll never doubt Roman Reigns, but I don't know if he'll ever be in that top tier conversation, to be honest. No, I mean, people people turned around on Cena. People turned around on Cena. No, I don't see that same type of turnaround for Roman in 10 years. I really don't. I no, I do, but I still don't see him in the in the conversations with the elites just as of right now. And he's he not in up, the elite. And, and Roman came up in an era. Let's be clear, he came up in an era where the internet discourse, the internet wrestling discourse, was at its peak when he was coming mm-hmm. up. So he right. faced a lot more scrutiny, but it was more visible because everyone is on a social media now. Cena, mm-hmm. it was like message boards and, and a bunch of like neckbeards who beat off in their mom's basements. Wow, Roman okay. was like Roman's Twitter after dark. <laughs> Roman is literally like and again like I don't blame him for not showing up because he is you know he he is compromised to this disease but yeah. like I think that it's just very it, it just sucks so much that he's never yeah. got a, a sustained continuous run. Last time he did he had a run wellness violation. 
you know, first yeah. time he had to run, they had to take it off him to get like it, it's just or, or remember the first time he's gonna get a run, he had the hernia thing before a yeah. survivor series. But but here's the thing too. I mean, don't get me wrong, The Rock was immensely popular, but a, The Rock had also a similar run himself where it was very like we put the belt on him, but then we got to put it back on Austin. We put the belt on him, but then we got to do Triple H because we left the chase a little bit more. And then we put the belt on him. He's never really had a sustained run either. But we kind of, I think, I think The Rock's whole legacy is changed by, I guess, how he kind of like broke pop culture, yeah, um, and and all the other stuff, which I don't think Roman Reigns will be able to do unless he's like, yo. Five years, I'm out for movies, which he has said that he's going to. Do. <laughs> um, Roman which, should go into movies. Roman should go into movies. Like it. I mean, at this point, I think he should be considering that. At this point, I think Becky Lynch is the franchise player for WWE. She is someone who I see currently in the conversation with the greats of all time because yeah. his run has just been history making and kind of just. We'll talk about it on Raw, but it's just. It's just incredible, but yeah, this yeah. is about to be this is about to be about Braun Strowman and Bray. But I, I'm, I had I'm to, I had to I had to pivot to Roman because I I just I don't find a lot of you know I I I like again like you said I like the promos and where they could go story wise, but I know the the match at Money in the Bank is gonna stink, and if they're gonna put it right back on, uh, you know they're gonna put it right back on on Bray, then what was the point of putting it on on Braun? But if you're gonna beat once again, if you're gonna beat Bray or put him in a position where he has to be beaten. And you don't pull through with it, don't mm-hmm. do it. They're running to the same set thing. They just don't have a crowd this time. No, no, they don't. I mean, I think Goldberg is like, yo, I'm about, I'm not even competing on this. <laughs> He's like, yo, get me out of here. Um, I am non complicit in this entire ordeal. Go- so maybe Goldberg they just wanted really. Roman. Goldberg wanted Roman. He, like Goldberg even said they could have, they, they, they really could have filmed the Roman Goldberg match, but they last minute they pulled out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Poor so, Goldberg. Yeah. I think he's the big loser in all of this, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that well, they had that that end of that at the end of the show between Bray and um and Braun. We also had more Sasha Banks and Bailey teasing, and now Tamina is in that storyline. Uh, what'd you feel about the the the, the you know the constant uh, manipulation of, of Sasha by Bailey? I think it's an interesting. Who knew that Bailey would be more evil than Sasha Banks? Right? Like I love the, it. The Bailey. The Bailey role you'd expect for Sasha Banks, but it's it's completely on a different foot, and it kind of actually makes you wonder: like, could Bailey even be more evil than Sasha Banks? Like, you could she be even more scummy than what Sasha Banks ever was in her history, just based on like this internal scumminess that she's been really pulling off and do all this other thing. She's she's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no bones about it but i, I love to see where the story is going um the tamina thing as well is an interesting kind of side court uh, all i can describe this thing as because it's tamina <laughs> uh tamina, however tamina's delivery of sis your, your best friend's playing <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> Sis. <laughs> Sis. Oh my god. Uh what else yeah, happened? What else happened on SmackDown? The Forgotten Sons. Oh Forgotten yeah. Forgotten Sons. Got a call up. What a what a silent call up for the uh what Forgotten a, Sons. What a what a stark difference from Bianca Belair, right? <laughs> like Bianca Belair is like, oh man, she's got everything that we need. And then you go on SmackDown, like, I wonder who they're calling up. Could it be? Could it be Champa? Could it be Gargano? Could it be who, who could it be? And then you see like Forgotten Sons coming up and up next, and you're just like, God, it would be Forgotten Sons on SmackDown, wouldn't it? Um, how do you feel like their career arc will go on the main roster as opposed to NXT? I feel like in these situations where they where these tag teams don't have much success in NXT, they go on to do like amazing things on the main roster, kind of. Uh, but do you think, think Forgotten Sons can do it? They're Bruce's kind of guys. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me be clear here and and just on the record apologize uh, and admit that I was wrong. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was like, "Hey, like these guys have never said or done anything, MAGA." How about we mm-hmm. wait until they do it before we start calling the MAGA? And then, you know, they, they of course did that. So 
Um, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I just want to say that I was, uh, I was not, uh, I was not right. And I, and a lot of people yeah. will say that I never admit that I was, I was wrong here. As far as where they're going to on the main roster, they will probably be getting beaten in uh, matches between partners that don't get along, but have a match in four weeks at the pay per view. I think they're benefiting from the fact that there's no crowd there. Oh yeah, because if they would have got called, up, if they would have got called up uh, SmackDown after Mania, uh, yeah, it's over with. Crickets, crickets, <laughs> crickets. It would have been crickets. Um, <laughs> also on SmackDown, we're going to get a triple threat tag team title match once again. We're kind of getting the polar opposite of what we got at WrestleMania, which I think is an interesting way to flip this program in a way. Like it, it was interesting how these circumstances led to it being a regular singles triple threat match. And now we're kind of like making a whole program out of it because the Miz will have to defend the tag team championships in a triple threat match against, I believe this is Jay Uso and big E neck this week. Is it this week? Yeah, it's this week. It's this week on SmackDown, which I think is an interesting touch. I like it. Um, we had a women's tag team championship match, which I thought was great in terms of establishing Bliss and Cross. I don't know where this goes for them. It doesn't seem uh, to be. It goes to, it, goes, it goes to Dana, oh, yeah. and, uh, Dana and Carmella. They're, oh, they're, yeah. They challenged for the belts. Forgot about those ladies. Yeah. Um, they legitimately was like, can we have one? And they were like, ah. And they were like, please. And then it was like, okay. And I was like, all right, that's how we're doing it. Nice, <laughs> so nice, simple, and effective story. We weren't, on, we weren't on WrestleMania. We would love to challenge for your belts. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, and then, you, I mean, the, the Ziggler, the Ziggler, Sonya, Mandy, Otis thing is still going. Like yeah. I like Sonya and Dolph. I like I like their. She's a good heater for Dolph if they chose to go <laughs> go that route. Yeah, I I I think that uh, I mean again, you know I I think Dolph might be biting off a little bit more. He can chill if he's trying to go after Sonya. You feel me? But uh, you know Mandy and Otis. That was a, how dare you? <laughs> I, I rock with it. I, I rock with it. I, I rock with it. I, I, I like it. We're gonna get the mixed tag match at, at Money in the Bank, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna like it. I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, well, this week on SmackDown we get Mandy and Sonya face to face, so we'll see where that leads us. Um, we have Money in the Bank qualifiers next week for mm-hmm. SmackDown. We have Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. I think that was the only one that they uh, announced because Raw went crazy with the announcements this week. But yeah, SmackDown. SmackDown's doing things a little bit more conservatively. Raw says we're going to do three women this week, and then we're going to do the three men next week, which kind of makes sense. But on SmackDown this week, we're apparently getting Just Naomi one. versus... No, we're getting Naomi versus Dana Brooke, too, which okay. surprised the shit out of me. Wait a I was minute, like, Wait a I thought they were going for the title. Okay, whatever. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> that's legitimately <laughs> what I said. Um, so, what? I don't know. Something got crossed up. Um uh, but we'll see what happens this Friday on SmackDown. Looks like Absolutely. it's going to be a good show. Uh, let's go to Raw and, and close this joint out. Uh, Raw was really good. <laughs> Raw was I'm not going to lie to you. Again, why would we? And we had the hot take last week of like, why do people like Raw or Heyman much better than Bruce? And it's like, have you seen this show? <laughs> yeah. Have you have you heard it? Like. <laughs> Have you have you like have you seen what they do in this in this closed? I literally on Raw forget that there is no crowd, uh, mostly because probably I'm trying to like I, I'm trying to tune out the King, so I'm really more so listening to Todd Phillips. But like I, you know, it's, they just handle things a lot better on Raw. Like, did you notice on Raw? or Did you enjoy the fact that like the, the Zelina Vega stable is now? A powerhouse stable in, in in the show, and it's like I really I really dug it. Right? No, no, I one hundred percent. I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweets on on on, on Raw, I did but not. I, I I love that they were uh, uh you know throughout the show establishing them, beating down their opponents, establishing their dominance. They kicked off at the beginning of the show. All these two guys had matches. After each match, they made sure to continue to drive the point home that these guys aren't something to mess with. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was all to feed eventually to Drew, which made Drew look incredible. Um, but they they've fully established like they've made 
Angel Garza, Andrade, which to me, it kind of seemed like, and also Austin Theory, who was officially in Raw, which still boggles my mind. Um, <laughs> but they've officially made these three guys who kind of seemed like they were thrown together, just thrown together, especially the Austin Theory part of this, kind of seemed like they're thrown together. Um, Angel kind of sent, seemed like something because Andrade was suspended. Austin Theory kind of seemed like something because Andrade was, you know, injured. And they didn't really kind of have a moment to make this kind of work. Well, they did that in one night. So yeah, it's Paul Heyman's raw, everybody. <laughs> yeah, he, I, it, his his raw is good. And and again, you mentioned Austin Theory. Um, he has a match against Alistair Black next week on Raw for the Money in the Bank qualifiers. He keeps getting pitted against people who can make him look good, and they could teach him a lot. I think that the yeah. Tommaso Ciampa match he had on NXT a month ago was actually really phenomenal for somebody of, of you know, his skill level with, with Ciampa, who, who's been around for a while. I think nothing less of him going against Aleister Black, who will also give him a lot uh, on the way to a win next week. Uh, also getting Zelina and Aleister kind of finally crossing it up and, and, and coming together during a storyline on, on Raw. I think that's going to be really interesting, but also really cool that they're doing it with no crowd so they can't take away you know they're they're gonna mention the fact that they're married. You know, but with no yeah. with no fans there, no crowd, you'll actually be able to focus on the story and not the fact of, of the real life implications or, or whatever between these two working right. together finally. Right, one hundred percent. Speaking yeah. of speaking of the money in the big qualifiers, we had MVP showing up. They had MVP going through the Rona to go back to work. <laughs> he will be in a match next week as part of the qualifiers. Of course, we have Buddy Murphy, or I'm sorry, Murphy versus Rey Mysterio, uh, the aforementioned Alistair Black and Austin Theory. And we have MVP versus uh, Apollo Cruz. They are giving Apollo a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Big trade, big trade acquisition from uh, Friday Night SmackDown. So they're really giving, or traffic, or whatever the hell it was, whatever they made up. Um but yeah, no, they're giving him a lot. They he had a great performance last week. I think he impressed a lot of people, and they decided, okay, let's continue to go with him. He's going to likely be in this Money in the Bank match unless MVP wants to work a couple more dates. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a uh, it, it looks like a good at least from the men's side, people who are appropriate who should be in this type of position. Quite honestly, yeah. So and, and again, I'm, you look at Raw's roster; they got a good ass roster. Because even, even yeah. Ricochet and Cedric have something to do. And they had a bomb match with the Viking Raiders on Monday as well. Super bomb. A 10.30 p.m. banger. Like, I, I, even in yeah. loss, they looked really good. I mean, it's the Viking Raiders. But even in a loss, they looked very good and, and very strong against these guys. Yeah. Um, Viking Raiders, first time we've seen them in about a month. Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, the whole switchover happened, we haven't really seen them. Um, but they're back. They look an established tag team dominance. They want the tag team titles. They made sure to mention that on the show when the Street Profits, the tag team champion, showed up. And they made sure to drive the point home that the champions have never beaten the Viking Raiders. And they need to step their game up. Shout out to Bianca Belair, who is the realist on the roster for saying that. But yes, once again, tying the entire tag division through line as well and making that sort of even just the mention of that puts viking raiders even over a little bit more yeah so it's a you know just 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 great all over from raw i would love to see a triple threat tag match between the prophets the raiders and ricochet uh and uh cedric alexander's who, who they're calling bad they're calling themselves bad boys bad boys for life uh i like oh, it really yeah i like it. it's cool uh, it's cool. I mean, give them something to do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> give them something to do. Fast, but yeah. Um, yeah, we, why not? we also had a, uh, a the women's Money in the Bank qualifiers, uh, and we'll just go through them in a row. Uh, Nia Jax versus Kyrie Sane. Uh, a gentleman squash or, or a gentlewoman squash <laughs> of Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Um, Pretty much a squash, yeah. We also had a, a actual squash in Shayna Baszler versus Sarah Logan. Do you do you have a problem with Sarah Logan or not even Sarah Logan, but with Shayna Baszler facing all the women that she beat within seconds a month ago? Mm, nah, not really. To be honest with you, it, it's gonna. It's still we're still on the Shayna Baszler train. I mean, she's lost, so it's not like there's nothing that's like she's not plowing through everyone. She just lost yeah. a really big match. So it's kind of like a hard reset for her. Um, shout out to Mike Rome who <laughs> botched that, <laughs> botched that announcement and actually announced Sarah Logan as the winner. And I was like, "Huh, what?" <laughs> and and they, they had to, they, they spent a minute clearing it up. 
Yeah, it was like actually, uh, Tom Phillips doing the damn thing. But yes, um, first of all, gentlewoman squash, Kyrie Sane, Nia Jax. We had a we had a conversation about some like tweets from Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Um, I but on 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 before you before you go, she did she was also liking love tweets in state. No. I, I have nothing I'll be honest with you. I have nothing against her. I think she love she likes just tweets advocating for her. Yeah. Which is what I think all professional wrestlers do. <laughs> that she just likes tweets advocating for her. So they I think people will sort of bring up the her like tweets and be like, Oh, she's liking tweets of like, Oh, you should move somewhere, you should be you know, you should be somewhere where you use more. I think all wrestlers probably think that they deserve the best and should think that they deserve the best. And I think eventually Kyrie Sane's moment will come around. Um, it's just she's in the clips of the other person who qualified for the Money in the Bank ladder match, Asuka, who had a was just banger. a joy to watch. <laughs> had a had a banger. Had a, a twenty minute banger with Ruby. Was it twenty minute? Yeah, two two commercial breaks. Oh wow! Okay, yes, it it was an incredible match. Um, against Ruby Riot, Asuka is qualified. I like the I like the tone. It's Oscar, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler currently qualifying for the women's money in the bank match. I think you've got a winner out of either one of them right now. Yeah. I, I do you think Shayna's gonna get the briefcase? I don't I don't like Shayna with the briefcase. No, I don't like her with the briefcase. It's 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 going to uh delay the inevitable for too long. Yeah, like or, or it could not it, it could not, but you know. Don't mm-hmm. have her win all of the, the gimmick matches that the women's have, you know? Like yeah. She yes. can't win the Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank. You know, it's just yeah. it's just not going to work. Like, I, I don't like that idea. I would like I think for it's... her... Oh, go ahead. I, I would like for her to to beat um to beat Becky, but then the only way she loses is a cash-in. That would be fine with me. I think... Yeah, well, yes. I think Asuka's the most credible threat and the most annoying and someone who will obviously hang the briefcase over their head with yeah. dancing a little bit while she's doing it be like oh i have the briefcase i have the briefcase don't you see doing all the dances and stuff but she's also a credible threat who could legitimately choke you out if she could so i mean to be honest with you any three of them could win the briefcase it's just i think the most interesting thing is if oscar wins a, a, a money in the bank oscar is a much more dangerous oscar for sarah logan and or becky lynch i mean not sarah logan Shayna baszler damn mike Rome. Any Talking anything anything anyone but uh Nia Jax, please. Please, right. please God, please no Nia Jax. Um, you had another squash for Alistair Black this week. I, I again, where where are they going with this guy, man? I I can't wait to see. You think he wins it you think he wins know. the briefcase? It, like it, it's so against him to win the briefcase. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't oh, see it I, don't, I, I don't like the idea of it, but who knows. Nah, um I don't like the idea either. And finally we have Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Andrade and his and his crew. Uh I thought they had a banger as well. These guys can't do no wrong together. Um that match went uh for a little while and it ended up with uh, Drew winning of course against Andrade, um which led out to Seth Rollins interrupting at the end and giving him two curb stomps and Making his intentions known that he wants the WWE title. I'm going to guess that Kevin Owens is not on the show right now because he may be with his family, which, again, like we said before, they're not required to be there. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be there. That's right. fine. Uh, so it looks like we're getting Drew and Seth, uh, which they haven't had bad matches, but it's just something that we've seen before. Yeah, it's 100% something that we've seen before. I would love, just from you know Drew's opening promo, he's – Owing a lot of everything to the fans, and he's very grateful. I understand. Um, but I just think as a champion, especially as one menacing as you look, you need to have a little bit more of an edge, which he does. But I think yeah. he just needs to voice that edge a little bit more. We can't – WrestleMania has been over for a week and a half. Like, we can't be continuing to, like, thank the people and, like, you put them in this position and all this other stuff. Like, save that for the bump. Save that for Instagram Live. Save that for all the other thing. But when you're in the ring, you're a killer. You should be threatening. You should have Seth Rollins be able to get something over you really quickly. I think he did because you kind of took your you know, eye off the ball a little bit. And I think you paid for that. And now you should be mad. But yeah. the whole promo, I just don't want think, people to think like, yo, this guy is actually like wild buns. Um, because he's he's a great, 
he's a great performer, and I think he's a, he's going to be a good champion if they continue to allow him. The Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre program, I'm 100% looking forward to. I think it's a net, natural next step. I'm interested if the whole group is still a group. At this me point, too. Me too. Like Murphy seems to be on his own his own thing. They didn't even mention that he was with Seth anymore during the yeah. the the uh, the matchup thing. Seth has been coming out by himself. AOP obviously injured. I would wonder if he would team up with Selena or is he just going to stay on his own? Either way, I, I thought he, he did a pretty good job uh, on Monday night as well of the pro- the the monotone promos that he was doing was, mm-hmm. was really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was raw. I thought it was a really good show. And uh, we're, we're rolling towards Money in the Bank, which seems to be happening. I'm not sure if it'll be live or not. But hey, we, we are in the essential era of WWE where this is all yes. essential. And, you Whoa. know... What a name! I, I I I can't you know again like I I you know I can't stress enough you know everyone please stay safe, uh, and that we love doing this for you every single week uh, on the A Show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You know please follow us at RNC Radio Live. Follow me at OG Johnny Five and Meals at Meals TV for all of your questions, anything you want to talk about, anything you want us to address, and uh, we're 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 gonna try and keep it sexy and keep it going for you guys for the next couple of weeks as we roll through this pandemic. Uh, so until next week on the A Show, for meals, I am Justin, wishing you guys safety, prosperity, and solidarity. Until next week, peace out. Happy Rusev Day. And wash your hands. Yes, and wash your hands.